When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy Friday and welcome back to Gabbing with Gib. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast, we're touching on a handful of Bravo shows, unpacking the latest episodes, and responding to some recent casting news that has the wheels spinning in all of our heads. We're talking Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Miami, Vanderpump Rules, and the recent news about the Real Housewives of Atlanta that after an incredible run of 14 seasons, a record for the franchise, Candy Burris is bowing out of the show, at least for now. The rumors immediately started around what that means for who will be on the show next season, with one highly circulated report claiming that Portia and Kenya will serve as the pillars for the cast. To discuss all of the above and make sense of everything, today we're welcoming on my pal Abby Bonadies, who watches all sort of reality TV and talks about it a lot on social media, just like me, including on her incredible TikTok page where she is known a lot for her whiteboard flowcharts involving celebrities, the reality TV universe, and more. On top of our nearly hour-long conversation, you're welcome. She also tells me about going to see Ariana in Chicago on Broadway and Luann's cabaret show last week. Don't forget to subscribe to Gapping with Gib, kindly throw us a five-star rating, or take just a few seconds to write us a nice review. Every little bit helps. Anyway, enjoy my combo with Abby about all things Bravo, and happy new episode of the Traders Day to all who celebrate. I want to gab. Okay, today we're gabbing with Abby Bonadies, the flowchart queen of TikTok, who has become a dear friend over the past year. We hung out a lot at BravoCon, made some core memories there together, and there will absolutely be more to come. Abby has blown up on TikTok for her whiteboard flowcharts, where she basically explains how different celebrities can be connected back to one another. Some of these webs are really crazy. You should go check them out. She talks a lot about Bravo, and she just knows her shit. Abby, thanks for doing this. How are you? Good. Oh my God. What an intro. I'm so excited to be here, especially hanging out as friends. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. No, it's been so fun. And before we jump into the shows and and kind of the latest goings on there, you've been to two Bravo related events recently that I wanted to hear about your experience about. So the first is that you saw Ariana in Chicago on Broadway. Tell me about it. When did you go? Yeah, it was amazing. I went last Saturday. So it was her first Saturday night performance. Um, We sat in the mezzanine and I have been very lucky enough to see Chicago twice beforehand. I did see Erica Jane and I saw it with Rumor Willis after she was on Dancing with the Stars and did it as well. You're a Dancing with the Stars queen. Like that's like that's your shit. Yeah, exactly. Obsessed. So whenever that premieres, I'll be back here to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But she truly was like fabulous. Like it is like such a specific type of role that isn't you know, Elphaba from Wicked or anything like absurd. It is just fun, really like cute and funny. And she was all of those things. Her voice is beautiful and her dance moves, you know, it's Bob Fosse. It's like little fun movements and she crushed it. Like she really did. And she worked really well with the cast. Like it was so when when you were there does it feel how much the audience feels like they're there for her specifically because obviously she as we saw like she this her first week was like a record-breaking week for chicago like their biggest week in in like 20 years or something crazy did it feel like there were a lot of bravo people there or was it like a lot of just like general tourists 
There were definitely a lot of Bravo people there. I was, the bathroom lines were really long and obviously the girls chat in the bathroom line. And this one woman turned back around to me and she was like, we were waiting on the bathroom, like down by the orchestra. And she was like, are you a Bravo fan? I was like, yes, are you? And she was like, yes, I'm just like scanning the audience to see if anyone's here. Uh, So it was cute to be like, is Lala here? Is Lisa Vanderpump here? No one was there that we knew of, (laughs) but um, you definitely felt like, that camaraderie and when she came on the place like exploded i love that applause i love that so much i'm going in a month with real moms of bravo so we'll be yes. talking about it but i'm so excited like it just it's just so cool like it's just it's, so it's cool. a real deal you know it really is it really like, is um and then a week ago you went to 54 below to see luann's cabaret show i've been like four times but i never paid to see it and it's been a long time since <laughs> i've seen it it was how was it how is she doing you also like had a video of, go viral from it that yeah. got press pickup so tell me all about that yeah it was it was my first time seeing the actual cabaret show live which was like honestly it's hilarious like yeah we love luann she's in my like housewives Ra- mount rushmore but, like <laughs> she like can't actually really sing which is the best part of it all like she's just hilarious up there living her best life she looked unreal like you thought she looked good on ultimate girls trip right in person sitting right there like behind her like she looked absolutely stunning her giovanni outfits were thriving and it was just like a fun mix of her classic songs but also i think one of my favorite parts was the fact that during when she sings like give them something to talk about she has on screens every headline that's ever been about her the video of her getting arrested like all of her headlines about tom like so funny but we love a self-aware that, queen. We love a self-aware queen. No, it's like that was honestly the whole thing. And I feel like that's part of like her arc that I've appreciated so much about her that she's gone from this like completely unself-aware person who's like very uppity to totally leaning in and being on in on the joke, which like I that's part of the appeal, right? Exactly. And I think that's actually kind of the premise of the whole show is she's completely in on the joke. So I loved that. And the video you're talking about, um, Matt Rogers was in the audience and he mm-hmm. asked a question about some rumor he had heard, which I hadn't heard yet, so it was news to me as well, that the new New York cast for season, I think, I guess it would be 15, would be a mix of the new ladies and the old ladies. <laughs> old ladies is not a great phrase. Legacy, uh, we, legacy. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he basically asked if that was going to be the case, and she said she was basically like, I'm up for it, maybe, but then she hinted that She's been in talks about a bunch of other shows, including dating shows. So, okay, I, yeah, okay. I feel like my read on that is like she would love if that was true, but would it's love. not, and she knows it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and like we would, we would all love that. We would all love like a mix, but like there's no For way sure. they're doing that, right? And may- maybe they'll do a girls' trip that's yes. mixed. That would be great. That would be very smart. That would be. Very I feel smart. like that would be fun. That's then, the move. That is the move, and because. In the question he asked, it was like, it didn't include Jenna. It didn't include maybe Aaron or someone, Cy. And it's like, we still need to give them another chance. Yeah, I kind of think Jenna's not coming back just like by her own volition. Like, I think obviously yeah. Bravo would love if she came back, but. Right. Yeah, but and also like they've see, they've said that like they're, ca- they're like quote unquote casting rich apparently. So like they're casting more people. So I don't know how it would work with all the. One of the old ladies that, (laughs) to take your word. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) No, but yeah, it's it's exciting. And it was a great, it was a really great clip. And like, you can just tell that like, these ladies, like they know how to play the game in terms of like, okay, this is going to get, this is going to get shared. How am I going to, like, let me send a message to Bravo by how I react to this question. For sure. Because obviously they saw it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about the shows that are on right now. I want to talk about Beverly Hills. We uh, had new episodes of Beverly Hills and Miami last night. The Barcelona trip is ending on Beverly Hills. I want to know where you are with Anna Marie because going into the trip, it was like she barely had any screen time. She just kept talking about the esophagus every time we saw her. She'd had like one home scene so far. It was a really like kind of weird treatment that she was getting. It kind of Definitely. The impression that I got and a lot of people got was like she was kind of giving us nothing. And that's why we were seeing so little of her. And then Andy kept saying, like, you'll see a different side of her on on the trip. Like, give her a chance, whatever. Do you feel like you saw a different side to her? How are you feeling about her after the Barcelona trip? Honestly, I don't feel like I saw like a completely different side of her. I 
sure, she seems nice and all those things. Like she's a little tough, which like not always her, nice, I would say. Not but... always nice, but like she seems fine. And it just felt like a force in the friendship yes. because the rest of them are legitimately friends, which like Sutton kind of closed the episode saying like that they felt like family and seeing her up there with all of them. Like it just doesn't match. I know. I know. And like, it's it just, and then she was on watch happens live. I think like last week. And it was just sort yeah. of like, I just don't feel like I'm getting that much genuine authenticity from her. Like it feels like, She's laughing at the things that she feels like she should laugh about. She's like reacting in the way that she feels like a housewife would react. Right. It doesn't feel like super, like even when she came at Crystal, it was sort of like, I'm doing this because I need a moment and yes. she's an easy target uh, out of all it's the like, other ladies. Yeah. She's like, it's too staged. Like she's done too much studying. Like Kelly yeah. told Kristen on Girls Literally. Like, yeah. Like, which I didn't think was the case for Kristen, but maybe it is in this scenario because Anne Marie or Anna Marie, I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah, I keep a moment back and forth. <laughs> but she definitely was like, I need to have my moment. I need to have like one story established. Yeah. And it was just like forced. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and I, I, I kind of wanted to be surprised by her that because Andy kept reminding us. And I was just sort of right. like, I don't think they really deliver on that, that promise. I agree. The other kind of through line of this trip has been the appeal on Erica's like earrings case was reversed and she kind of brought it up to the group, half expecting them to be like, oh my God, that's amazing. We're so sorry about how we treated you about these earrings. Like you were right. And they, it was kind of crickets and they, they weren't, they didn't really apologize for that. And then that was an interesting moment. But then when when they scattered Merce in a purse's ashes, Merce in a purse. Erica took her moment where they all sort of went around the horn and they were like saying things that were on their minds and whatever. I kind of love that Erica was like, it's, you know what? I've had a lot of pains in the past fucking year and it's because of you bitches. Like I, yeah. that, that to me is like the Erica that I love. I'm wondering if you think that like she's she's hoping for something that will never come from these women. I 100%. I don't think they're ever going to give her the apology she wants, but I think they'll give her enough recognition eventually that like, yeah, that was a really shitty time for you to go through. And like, you know, we needed to get our facts, but we're sorry for whatever it did to you is probably all she's really looking for. But her delivery is so. Like- yes. And it, yeah, and it's it's very black and white, too, because it's like, yeah, like, did they go really hard on her. Yes. But was it mostly valid that they were going yeah. hard on her at the time? Yes. And like. Yeah, I think there is an apology in there to, for somebody like Garcelle or Sutton to make. Yeah. But I also, we saw in a preview for next week that like Garcelle kind of sticks to her opinion on it. And I think that that two things can be true. You know what I mean? Like right. they were going after her because she was showing no sympathy for the victims. Right. Did maybe her character and some of the things like about her get caught in the crossfire there? Probably. Probably. But I don't know. It's it's hard because I think Erica's having a really good season. I just think too. that she's so good. She's like, this is a hill that she's going to probably die on. And I'm curious. I'm sure they'll unpack it at the reunion. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know either. I think that, well, maybe now that the second part of Housewife and the Hustler is coming out, they'll see (laughs) her sit down with the victims. But like, to your point, like they're never going to apologize for what they stood for in that moment. But they maybe will give her a little empathy on like, what mental toll it took on her. Yeah. I just don't know like when or if we're going to get that to your point. Maybe it will be at the reunion where Erica, they'll kind of show it all. You can talk and- through it. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I agree. She's having a fantastic season. She's hilarious. Yeah. No, I'm like loving her this season. I think she's fully been sort of redeemed in my eyes. Yeah, me like, too. Like she, I think she has done some of the work. Has she shown complete like contrition for everything? No. But no. <laughs> I also don't, I don't really want that from her necessarily. And that's not her vibe. Like, yeah, she's never been like a super empathetic, lovey, right. huggy lady. Like, She's a tough cookie, and that's what she's sticking to. Yeah, 100%. Sutton and Kyle's friendship, I've said it many times, it's very sisterly. It's very yes. like to- It's been very topsy-turvy. It's like the moment you think that they're good and they're having this moment of bonding, like before they For go sure. spread the ashes or when Kyle hugs her. We cut to a confessional, usually from Kyle, where she's like shading Sutton. Yeah. I think there was something on the... I haven't seen the after show from this week's episode, but yeah. th- I think she said something kind of shady about Sutton again. And like... 
and then Sutton on Watch Happens Live with like a classic Kyle like making fun of me. Yeah. I, I go so back and forth o- over like being like, okay, they're just like kind of sisters. Like she's kind of like a stand-in for Kathy or something, honestly. But then I also am sometimes like, God, Kyle, like just like let it rest for like two seconds. I agree. I think it is like one of those situations where when you have someone that's legitimately that close to you and something is going on in your life, you take it out on the person that's closest to you. Totally. And she has the Mo thing going on. Morgan is like a very new budding friendship. So she doesn't want to ruffle any feathers yeah. there. And she's already comfortable with Sutton and is so close with her. So I think she's taken, and of course she lost her friend. Like, so she's taking a little of that out on Sutton, which is not fair, but that does happen like in friendships mm-hmm. a lot. And it's a bummer both ways. You know, it is. And I, I, I almost feel like when people are like such good friends outside of the show and they're on the show, the dynamic they bring to the show initially is just sort of like how it's going to stay. It's like there there isn't that much room for nuance when you have 42 right. minutes and there's just one friendship. And like their dynamic on the show is just Kyle kind of like making fun of, of Sutton, Sutton getting upset, Kyle apologizing, apologizing. For, her for her in the moment and then making fun of her again. Like that's just sort of the cycle that we're in with them. It's their shtick. <laughs> and I'm guessing it's more complex out of the show. But I also I'm curious if there's going to be a point where like Sutton kind of gets fed up with it and like yeah. gets fed up with being made fun of and like kind of takes her power back at some point with Kyle in a full way. I I bet there's a chance that she does a little bit of that at the reunion after watching all the confessionals, after knowing how hard of a season right. it is for Sutton too. Like she's been, we don't, we never knew like any of this from Sutton, her emotion, right. her ex-husband, like her dad, like she's barely talked about any of that. So I think that she might have a little power in her when she gets to the reunion. I hope so. I hope so. Because we've seen like sometimes Sutton can back down to the reunion and I, it can be frustrating. So I hope that she says her piece. The the episode ended with all of a sudden we're back in Beverly Hills at Kyle's house. Dorit comes over with her, you know, her, her casual, you know, whatever Fendi baseball hat and Louis Vuitton. Perfectly bronze hair. That's that's just her casual look, you know. They start talking about Mauricio immediately. And to me, it's just sort of like, okay, we're back from the trip. There's a few more episodes left in this season before the reunion. We know they picked cameras back up when the news broke of their separation. So like, to me, it's like, okay, we're we're hitting the ground running when it comes to Kyle and Mauricio and like kind of the the seeds have been planted. Now they're beginning to sprout, I think, in terms of what we're going to see on the show. What did you make of that conversation that they had to end the episode? I feel like I actually felt a little badly for Dorit because I feel Mm. like Kyle wasn't totally she gave what she has been giving with and you know Kyle is my number one but I think Dorit is looking for Kyle to be like I'm heartbroken this is what's going on like I'm really really upset and I need you as a friend because Dorit just wants her friend back right and I feel like There's still like some, and I don't know if it was still her being nervous about what to say on camera because they Mm. weren't sure to your point that the separation was announced yet or not. But I definitely think there was, it got a little deeper, but it wasn't there yet. I agree. It it, it was kind of a rehashing of what we had said before the trip. Right. And I, yeah. And I wonder if she's really opening up in a full way to like the Morgan Teddy group chat crew. Yeah. And Dorit is kind of like second tier, but she's on yeah. the she's on camera, so she gets this conversation. You know, I agree. And- I think that Kyle, for the first time, I would say she's always put everything out there. This yeah. is her one thing where she is like she's nervous about doing it on the show. Definitely, so she's but well because she know she knows that when the the second she says it on the show, there's no coming back from it. It exists real. on on camera forever. And I, I even wonder if still now in 2024, February 2024, there's still like, we don't know where we actually don't really know where our head's at right, right. now. It, it feels like the whole situation has been like generally pretty stagnant. Like they're still separated. Exactly. They, they maintain they're not going to get a divorce, but like, it seems like they're not really connected emotionally right now. I don't know. It's like, it's so hard to tell. It is so hard to tell. And they still do. They did Aspen as a family. They did, I think, Italy. As a family, yeah. which is all amazing for the girls and everything, but like for all of us viewers, just watching from the right. outside, like 
We don't really but know then, what's going on. It's like they did those things as a family, but then Mauricio's out here like in bathrobes on a ski slope with Anita. And yep. it's just, it's, and it's so confusing. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's so confusing. And like a part of me like doesn't really care about those like little moments. And I'm like, right. I just want the, I want a big update. Like, are we like staying together? Are we getting exactly. divorced? And maybe for them, like, I don't know the logistics around what their divorce would entail, but like, I would assume they have a lot of real estate in their divorce. They have a lot of, she probably has a lot of stake in the agency. Like there's probably a lot they're figuring out. Well, well, we saw in the episode, there was that kind of throwaway 30 second scene of them on the, on the van where it's kind of probably one of those moments where they almost forget they're on camera a little bit because it's just the mounted cameras in the corner of the van. And they're talking about like signing contracts. And like, do you ask about what your husband asks you to sign and Marie's like, no, yeah, I at least asked about, like my business manager. Sutton's like, always go over it, Erica's like, I learned my lesson. And Kyle's just like, well, I always have always signed. What yeah, I don't know what pay, what I pay. He yeah. pays for everything. Yeah. Maybe that's a big factor in her not wanting to move forward with any sort of drastic yeah. move because it's like, oh, fuck. Like, our lives are not just emotionally and familially entwined. It's like, it's money. It's 100%. our money. And she straight up said it. She doesn't yeah. have experience in handling it. Right. Right. So, totally. Oof. Oh, okay. Sad. Well, I know. I know. It's really sad. And like whoever was on Walsh Athens Live with Sutton, Caitlin, something. She yeah. she made a good point because she was just sort of like, this family has always just been sort of like the nucleus of yep. the show. And it just, we in some sick way kind of feel like we're part of it. And so we that's do. why to me, it's so sad to find us in the place that we're at and to I see agree. these things. Especially yeah. after we got buying Beverly Hills and everything. And I know. The extra, I know. like, love. And, and- where's season two of that, by the way? That's been filmed for a long time. I know. I I would love to see season I'm two I'm interested. Of that. I'm yeah. so curious. Maybe they're waiting for this season of, of oh, Housewives maybe. to be over. Huh. We'll get, we'll get the trailer, like, the week of the last reunion part or something. Yep. I want to know the timing of when Beverly Hills was filmed versus the timing of when buying Beverly Hills is filmed well, so we can see the story. Was it buy. on was it on the show or was it on maybe a uh, Watch What Happens Live or I can't keep track of where I can't either come from. But I, there was a clip where they showed Mauricio being like, are you coming to the event with me tonight? And Kyle oh. was like the buying Beverly Hills event from seven to eleven. I don't know if they have that in me. So there was there was some overlap in the filming yep. for sure. Yes. For sure. And. I think he was maybe filming during Dancing with the Stars. I'm mm. not sure because that's what they touted him as is by Beverly Hills. Got it. They didn't well, then we'll really see. say. But. Maybe they're waiting to premiere the show so we can see the other angle of it. You know what I, I mean? I love like, that. Which I think is that would be fascinating. And that'd be a huge calling card for that show, which like I find it to be a fun watch, but like it, right. it needs it needs like a hook. And that it would does. be an amazing hook, please. All right, we're yep. in. We still there. We go. It. We're in. All right. So after Beverly Hills comes Miami, which is having an cr- incredible season. Incredible. Like this Mexico, this Mexico City trip is giving what it needs to give. Chaos. You know, I, I had Gertie on the podcast earlier this week to talk oh. about it. How are you feeling about Real Housewives of Miami season six? I am feeling like people who do not watch Miami. What are you? Doing? I know. I like, know. It it's crazy. Is- unbelievable they are they're another one of like they are legit friends Mm -hmm. and i think that it shows unlike some other franchises where they're just kind of like thrown together and they make it work like these people are legit friends they are giving everything fights makeups comedy Mm -hmm. like brands concerts concerts (laughs) like it is so good and this i agree this mexico city trip has been so good and so chaotic um that boat ride Oh my God. I'm calling it the gondola ride from hell. Gondola ride from hell. It was a disaster, but it got even more chaotic this week. Exactly. No. And no, you're right. They, this is a group of women who are friends. They also, to me, the, the sort of us, the, the through line with them is also the fact that like they have this show that they really want to succeed and sort of get to the level of some of the other franchises in terms of viewership and, 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 and attention because it is such a great show and they know it. And so They'll do things like all show up to Adriana's huge gay right. pride in Mexico City performance, even though like three of them like do not like her exactly. and are having and, and really intense issues with her. They'll show up and cheer her on and like have that moment of solidarity because ultimately 
that that you sort of get that like they they feel overshadowed by Beverly Hills. They are back on yep. Bravo where they want to be, but they're not really people aren't talking about it as much. Right. Like they're not on Watch What Happens Live as often. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like what's under the cover, I think, with with this group, which I think really makes sense. But anyway, Mexico City, we have the gondola ride from hell. Adriana's performance, Kiki versus Lisa, Larsa versus Alexia kicked it off, which was a kind of unexpected good little moment. What's kind of standing out to you from this trip in terms of what you're taking away from it? What is just paining me is the Lisa thing. I know. It's tough. I feel really bad. I do. But like, I'm so glad Julia at the end was like, you've got to snap out of it because they're like, get over it. And I know it's easier said than done. And they all understand it. Almost all of them have gone through divorces. They all get it. But like, she literally won't stop. And it is like, everyone's having a hard day. Gertie is like, hello. Yeah, literally. we're all having hard yeah. days. She has this like tunnel vision. And I almost, and again, I think it's one of those things where sort of like the subtext of it is like, she was the star of the show last year yep. because of her divorce that like was so shocking. It was it was the thing in the trailer. It was what we talked about all season. We were all yep. like team Lisa. And I think she doesn't want to give that up in yeah, some ways. That's a really good and, point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she doesn't, I think that's like, that is sort of what's happening here where it's like, there's other things that are more important, not more important. They're just but like, they're, they're more, a, they're more, equivalent. they're more urgent. They're newer. And like, we can't have another full season about Lisa and Lenny. And, and yeah, that's, that's going, what's going on in her life. And like, I'm glad we're still hearing about it, but the women, other women are also right in saying, listen, we can hear about this, but one it can't dominate every dinner party we're at. And two, like you have to ask other people about their issues as well. A hundred percent asking your other friends how they are. Like they still have yeah. stuff going on. So that's yep. what my biggest like takeaway is that like, I'm nervous about the reunion that the entire thing's going to be like, in the words of Kiki, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. And like, I hope that Andy can kind of help reel it in and not yeah. talk about Lenny the entire time. He can be sort of the translator of like, oh, this is what this is what everyone's saying. It's like because he because she'll she'll respect it coming from him, whereas the I other agree. women, I think that she she kind of like tries to assert herself over them. And right. it's like she's like, you don't get it. Yeah. I'm going through this. Right. The Lisa Kiki thing is just sort of like because in the moment of that first fight where the juice box was the thrown, <laughs> it's like yeah, like at first, like probably the other women are like, why are they fighting over a juice box and and whatever, but like. There's obviously more. It was it was deeper. And it's Kiki deeper. explained. Kiki has this moment where she's like, like I've apologized for this. Please stop reminding me that I threw a juice box at you. Like yep. I didn't mean I apologize. But like here's why I was angry. It triggered me in the way that I was I was raised. I lived in a house like that. Yeah, made fun of it essentially, or you weren't sensitive to it. And Lisa couldn't even really cop to that. She's like, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. I can't fix your childhood trauma. Yeah. And that was... Bad news. Worst thing mm. to say. I kind of like stopped breathing for Me a Me too. Second. I was like, audible gasp. You just yeah. want to root for her so bad. And then she does that. And it's like, well, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that, that was sort of like we talked about how these women like will move forward at all costs. Like that is a tough one to walk back and to explain. And yep. it also just kind of proved Kiki's point of like... Exactly. She makes everybody's issues sort of like loop back to her own. And I do think Lisa's better than that. I just think that she's, I think that Larsa was right. It's like, she is so like in fight mode. Yeah. And like, and, and this isn't, this is not to like excuse what she did. It's just sort of like to try to understand it. She's in this like fight mode. I'm like, she's just like in like, protect the kids, protect my life. Protect Constant my argument. Protect my yeah. lifestyle, all these things. And yeah, that is like all. Her, 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 her. But that is kind of how she has to think for her personal life. And it's bleeding over into everything else. But she the has shift to be is hard. Yeah. But she has she has to be able to do that. You know, what 100%, I mean? like, as a dog. human. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a friend. Exactly. It's like this is where also it's like I one of my biggest things as like a person in, in the real world is like. I don't want to be friends with people who don't ask about me. I don't want 1, to be friends with people who, who, who only talk about themselves and never ask me one question. Right. You know, and like that is like a that's where I'm like, OK, th- these are they're still relatable. They might be fighting on a gondola ride in Mexico <laughs> City, <laughs> preparing for a pride performance that one of their friends is doing. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is like a very like core issue that people uh, like deal with in real life. Absolutely. Like, I think 
you know, I talk about that with my friends all the time. It's like, you want people around you who care for you as much as you care for them. And that's all the girls are saying to her. And she's just total tunnel vision. Like you said, trying to figure this out and she can't get her out of it, head of it in front of herself. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the last thing I'll say about that little situation is like, I thought it was interesting that kind of how we saw her on the traders is Larsa sort of clocked what was going on between Lisa and Kiki really kind of clearly. And she explained it very coherently in her confessional. Yeah, She kind of held Lisa to task a little bit in that moment at the end of the episode where she's like, no, Lisa, like you have to apologize. Like you fucked up. Right. As much as Larsa has done wrong this season by Gertie (laughs) and I will, it's kind of just an objective truth. There are these moments where you're like, no, she does get it sometimes. You know what I mean? I think actually traders has been so good for Larsa because like it gives people the opportunity to see that like, she's not all bad. Like, she does mm-hmm. get it. She's kind of smart. And yeah. she is a good friend. Like while she has the poise, monotone talk and doesn't, <laughs> you know, cry or get like extreme, she really does care and she wants to figure stuff out. Totally. Is there anything else from Miami that's sort of standing out to you that you're like thinking about? Honestly, I'm just like next week we got Nicole, Dr. Nicole meeting her dad's girlfriend, which oh is like going to be I'm another for that. But it's I also weird. That, it's a yeah. weird watch. So I'm like feeling a little nervous about that because I love Nicole, but hopefully it'll end with the happy news that she is expecting. I know. I'm curious how that all comes out, but <laughs> yeah. I know these, the scenes with her dad are like tough. tough. <laughs> they're tough. We've only gotten a couple this season, but they're yeah. still like, damn. Like, because they were just dealing with, like, oh, should she meet his girlfriend? And it's like, well, they had no idea. Like, yeah, exactly. It's so sad. Okay. So let's move on to Vanderpump Rules. We're two episodes into this season. I've seen people online complaining that it's like boring and they're not, it's not giving what it needs to give. Listen, listen, (laughs) relax. We're two episodes in. It always is. (laughs) And also it's like, how do you expect them to follow up the intense, immense high that was the end of life? Exactly. Of course, it's going to feel like a little bit deflated, but we're going to, we're going to blow air back into this. We're going to work it through. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Like it's great. Like you have to adjust your expectations. It was never going to be that again. You just have to be happy that it's back. We have 90% of the people back who are involved in this scenario. Right. And we're still getting more information. And I feel like people are forgetting the fact that like, it's only three months after at that exactly. point. Oh my God. People are being so critical of Ariana in particular of like, right. let it go. Why do you still care? It's like, girl, like, she just found like three months ago, she found out about this three months right. ago. Like, I, please. I do like the house of it all is like, if I was her, I would obviously want to get out. But like, like we were just saying with Kyle and Mauricio, there's a lot of stuff in there that we don't know about. And it's like, frankly, not very exciting for TV. Like no, it's legal no, it's, stuff. It's, it's minutia. Like, it's minutia, legal, financial. Yeah, exactly. So it's not interesting. But I but but I do find it interesting, like seeing how they actually are living in that house together. It's, it's insane. Like, you know, like, it's like, I, maybe I'm just like, it's just like the nerdy sort of like reality kind of person in me. But like, I like the minutia and the particulars of like how they communicate through Anne, and yeah. he put this like weird white noise machine outside of his door because he thinks she's spying on him. And like, I kind of like those little me details. Too. They're not it's dramatic, hilarious. but like, yeah. Like, that's what makes what we were saying about Miami. Like, they are real people. Like. They're annoyed with one another. They're being petty and it is not for the show. It's to piss each other off. One of the funniest points of comparison on this season so far is when they cut from Tom Sandoval's very sad college dorm room-esque bedroom to Ariana still in the primary suite with influencer gifting just like overflowing everywhere. It's hilarious to me. So funny. And it's just like some of the things he says, you're like, when you get to the point where it's like, okay, we are three months after like, and he still doesn't get it. It's like, oh, like, I know you had a chance to redeem yourself a little bit. You're not the only one who's cheated on someone on this show. Completely. No, he's totally flubbing it at every point. Like James Kennedy, even like there was this confessional where he basically said like, this is what I would want to hear from Sandoval. And it's a very like 
to the point apology of like what he put James through via this whole situation. And he said it better than Sandoval has still ever said. I right. mean, if you watch Nick, Nick, the Nick Vile podcast, Trash. which like I don't even want to get into, it's, it's but like it was so bad. He couldn't even then almost a year later coherently like say what he did was wrong. Like it, it's he's he just doesn't get it. He, he doesn't and he get never it. Will. He never will. And it showed too. I think Dylan on Bravo by Betches, our other buddy, posted yeah. it. That scene where that confessional where Tom was like, I'm not drinking to wait for Raquel to get out. And then we could do it together. I'm like, dude. Oh my God, <laughs> dude, dude. And then in the after show, he still remember how last season, like before the whole thing broke, him and Ariana had that conversation where he was like, I just want to like have quality time together. Like, let's do mushrooms together. You remember that scene? I, of course, remember that scene on the after show from this past episode. Yeah, he was like, yeah, she still wouldn't like do mushrooms with me. Like, he's still saying the same fucking thing. It's, oh, it's, it's maddening. And like, on the one hand, I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's just leaning into being the villain at this point. And, and, As and he should, that, if that's his right. Yeah. In that one thing, I'm like, you know what? Good for him. Like, we, we need a villain. Raquel, Rachel excused herself. So you know what? We do need a villain. And if, if Sandoval's down to be the villain, more power to more him. More power to him. 100%. Because Lala was the villain for a bit. She's toned it down. James was the villain. He's toned yep. it down. Like, we do need one. And... He has a chance to have like a villain redemption arc too. Not like redemption and we're going to love you again, but in the sense of like all those people on House of Villains this season, like we love them. Right. We love watching them. Like totally. Corinne was the worst, but we were like, hell yeah, Corinne. Like, yeah, no, it's like chance he, of that. Yeah, he has a chance of like being sort of like an iconic bad person, yep. but I don't know if he like is, I don't know if he's like self-aware of how he can get to that point, but like there's definitely an opportunity in there for him. That's, for sure. uh, there's no question. There's he needs no some question. people around him to help mold that. You mentioned that Lala has been a villain for us in the past. Yeah. I even say that in the premiere, we're like they were like planting the seeds for that sort of return because she sends Rachel this voice note. She's being yeah. the devil's advocate. And as Ariana said, the devil doesn't need any more advocates. But I think in this second episode, it's less like villain and more just like the friend with the hard truths yeah. almost. Like, what do you make of the Lala of it all this season? How she's sort of holding it to Ariana in in a certain way? I think it's fair. I mean, Lala has gone through some shit and she's another one similar to Erica. Like she's tough and she says it how it is. And yeah. she's had like a lot of change in her perspective of life where like, I think she has a right to tell Ariana like, you won like you got it like just go and be you like i i think mm-hmm. lala actually is probably one of the only people who can see like raquel at rock bottom and ariana on top of the world as she says like lala's like just go do it leave it alone and then she does have her heart that she feels bad because she's not skewed by right. drinking and all that stuff anymore yeah. no i totally see it i'm just curious like if it Will at some point cross a line or feel too sympathetic to say I'm curious like I don't know Ariana in like in today like today February 2024 like I feel like she's made a couple comments on Instagram and things to point yeah. out that like she's actually pretty fine with it like Lala totally it's her prerogative so it seems like they're nothing ever like sort of is a straw that breaks the camel's back yeah. but I'm just curious sort of I'm glad how about that, that how though. that looks yeah me too <laughs> oh I'm very happy about that yeah. the last thing about Vanderpump Rules my MVPs right now assistant Anne and Allie. They are to me, I'm like obsessed with They are A plus Anne and Allie. <laughs> oh, Abby, Allie, and Anne, baby, the three A's. Yes, it's, triple uh, They're giving. Giving. They're giving. Anne is <laughs> hilarious. Like this poor woman. I would like, I need her on a tell all immediately. I know. I literally DM'd her and I was like, do you want to do an interview? She she hasn't opened it, but TBD. She has her own podcast now, apparently, but like, who doesn't? I'd love to interview her. (laughs) On Bravo, they're all like, but I don't blame them. We listen to all of them. We love it. Um, And Anne's would be top notch for me, but Anne expected star. Unintentional star. Unintentional star. And Allie, like, I ended last season being like, Allie is a lot smarter than she gets credit for. She sniffed out the whole situation. Mm -hmm. She has very like pointed things she says in her confessionals where, you know, she's clocked it, but she's not trying to start shit. She is just like 
a lovely, smart. wonderful, smart funny like puts up with james like love. yes and she's and she's almost like unintentionally shady like when she's like i think schwartz could use a reading because he could use a little direction in his life and, so and like funny. but like you believe that like one she's right two she means it from a good place she means it like well-intentioned but it's also kind of backhanded and i love that and, it's and then at the, and then one of my favorite moments of the entire season so far was when they they're leaving sandoval's house she's been in this bmw like double parked as as james kennedy like went in for like five minutes he comes out to pee in his in sandoval's bushes before he leaves like stick it to the man you yeah. know in a real you really way. got him and she's like don't that's also ariana's bush <laughs> Which I had to like, like she's so sweet, but like also, fun. I don't know. I just really am loving. I her. think she's super underestimated, and I love that. Yeah, like, me too. Now that I'm seeing people are catching those little moments of her, and she's getting her star like to shine, yeah. and I'm like glad. Yeah, she's gonna be like a little Greek chorus, like comedic relief at some point this season, yep. which I think is gonna be really fun to see from her and like kind sure. of grow her presence. And I yeah. think her and James are adorable. Oh my god, they're they're great. Yeah, like like only they could rock matching sets on a walk in the middle of the street, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. Right, and it, me not give a full eye roll and be like, really? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like that's adorable. They're adorable. Yeah. Love that for them. Yep. Them by the by the Burbank Airport. Um. Okay. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about. Real Houses of Atlanta, which you recently binged from the beginning, which very quickly, very impressed by that journey that you were on. Because after a long sort of like silence, like there was like yeah. a bout of radio silence from the network, from everybody sort of around this show. There were like different reports that were like, we're going to get a full, we're going to get a full shake right. up. And then we're going to, and then there was another one that was like, it's going to be more of like a half shake up. But it's like, okay, like who's what making is it? it back? Because there are so many players in the Atlanta Housewives universe that For like- sure are like beloved they're amazing at their jobs yeah it, it really is about finding the right formula of all those people together the combo, really you know what i mean sure and so candy announced on the grammys red carpet that she is not returning to the show which is a little bit of a flex like her using like it's a red, a red carpet interview to do that for Loved sure that for her um i'm gonna miss her on the show though she's right on 14 seasons incredible length of housewife oh my like, god she is top tier it's amazing yeah she had a great run i think that she kind of implied that like she might have for the past couple seasons she was like half in half out yeah. a little bit and we saw that on the show so i think it's actually you know what take yourself out go do your other opportunities for and sure. like if those continue for years to come stay off the show but if like you know some of them end up not working out or like you it dries up a little bit come back like come back I, it feels like it's a very positive exit from the show Completely. and there's a welcome back for her i, think. I agree like a you rarely see a housewife leave and know that she will always have a home back on the show. 100%. And she's not going to shit talk the network. Either. Never. You know what I mean? She's way too smart for that. <laughs> Don't, she's so smart. So, okay. It's all fresh for you, though. You yeah. are... How how quickly did you binge all it took 15, 14 seasons? Like, um, I would say like five months. That's like really fast. It was fast. <laughs> well, I did because I had seen here and there. So there were some that I could just like have in the background like i didn't it, have to it. sit and we're watch. like tapped and plugged in yeah right. taking okay. notes yeah it was i think i started last july and i ended in december january so five wow. six months it's easily if not the best one of the best like absolutely it's everything and to your point about like the amount of people who are so loved there are very few that people hate like right it's crazy. They have such mm -hmm. a deep breath of amazing stars and like they could have two full casts and they would both totally. work. And, and sometimes the cast were nine, nine or 10 women we're right. friends of. And it was like, but they were all serving their purpose. And that's what's so, so great about Atlanta. And that also what made sort of like the last two seasons, I would say, like kind of sad and disappointing because yeah. like there are elements there that they need can, that they could bring in to improve it right. so with candy out yeah. the rumors are swirling that portia and kenya are going to be sort of like the pillars of this whatever this new cast yeah. is how do you feel about that i feel extremely good about that like i feel as i was watching like i obviously knew what happened with portia but during my binge like seeing that and then watching portia's family matters and then just like never getting any clarity about like where yeah. she went i was like I get that she needed to take her time. It was like a lot at once, but I need like her back to finish her story or continue her story. And 
you, as you know, I watch all of these ridiculous reality shows. So of course, watch stars on Mars. And she was so <laughs> good on that. Like she was hilarious and made it like almost to the end. and was just like such a team player. And like, you could tell like her pettiness was still there, but like, it was like smart shade. And I'm like, we need yeah. her back. And the history of her in Kenya is just Totally. So, it's like that they have so much history that it's like it would th- there's there's this sort of like enemies to epic, frenemies. To yeah, best there's this really to, epic arc that would yeah. be represented in those two pillars sort of guiding us forward. And I was frustrated with Portia after she pulled herself out because yeah. it was sort of like she clearly wanted to avoid the smoke that was coming from like around how she and her husband got together yep, and, and all these things. And yep. like because she had just had this like amazing arc of like Right. Going from this woman who like people thought was just like some dumb trophy wife to yep. like being this like really empowered activist, like comedic relief on the show. Like she was she became a queen and then like it kind of it would have quickly gone fully downhill if she Oh had, yeah. That next season would have been a Porsche takedown season. It would have been a disaster for her. It was frustrating, but she was smart to do what she did. And she was great on Girl Strip as well. I yes. thought she was kind of the one of the bright lights of that not great season and she comes back we're checking in with her new family stable family life and she avoided the smoke i'm sure people will still ask her about like i'm sure kenya or somebody will be the one who is like okay well you pulled yourself out for two seasons while we had to still deal with this scrutiny she's in that moment but i think that she probably knows how to deal with those she has the answer already you know what i mean i think she already has the answer and i also think kenya is very smart as well and will know to not use Portia, but have Portia as part of her good side because the right. rest are all, some are so new, they don't get it. Like Kenya and Portia can be very powerful together if they can right. work together. Who do you want to like stay on the show? Is there somebody else you want to, you would realistically want to come back? Because people keep saying Nini, but she's <laughs> like, like, not, not going to come back. Like, obviously I would love that, but like yes. it's, I mean, I away from that would from ever happening. 100% take Cynthia back. I think that she is another one where it's just like she has those one liners. She's funny. Like she's kind of like a little bit of a Luann to me where that she's just like Mm. so self delusional that like it's like adorable and you're just like, you're great. I see Um, that. But I also think we need some more from Drew because of everything that happened Mm. with her. Like we need to see a little more of that. See, I'm good on Drew. I I agree on Cynthia. But to me, like, I just don't think that Drew has it in ever her. really told us the truth. Yeah. I just don't think she ever really told us the truth. Like if kind of in like a Jen Shaw way. Truth, would you be in? But like, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, she kind of, I I feel like she lied to us for two, like three seasons or whatever. That's and fair. Like, I, I'm good on Drew, but <laughs> Cynthia would be great. I, and then I honestly, I love Marlo, but I think maybe she needs a break too a little yeah. bit. I think that. I think that she kind of lost the plot a little bit in terms of how she should act on the show. So yeah. I wouldn't be against, I would, I love Marla. So I would Me love too. for her to like come back in any capacity, but I, to make this next season really work. I don't know if Kenya is like down to work with her right now. I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. But I do think like if it is a Cynthia, a Sheree, a Portia, a Kenya, like we might need like a Marlo in there to yeah, be right. like, yeah, to break it up, to break right. it up. Like the, it would be like Kenya and the softies. <laughs> totally the other element that andy Cohen said on his radio show after the next day after candy left okay. or two days after he had like done the first day he did this like really long tribute which is really lovely go listen so to it nice. if you have not the next day he was like okay so candy left that allows us to work with some other puzzle pieces and to me that that obvious other puzzle piece is phaedra yeah who who the network has been kind of slowly amping up her presence on its properties. First, it was like a cameo on Dubai. And then it was, okay, she's on Girls Trip season two, where she stole the show. And then she comes on, she gets cast on Married to Medicine. And she's also on The Traitors. And it's not really totally working on, you're not caught up on Married to Medicine. I know you're sort of, you're struggling with your binge of Married to Medicine. I know that. But she's on that show and she's not fully plugged into that cat. It's like not totally working, I would say. Right. But she's amazing on the traders. So it's sort of amazing. like they clearly want to keep working with Miss Phaedra Park. So as one should. I wonder if she is that puzzle piece that they would move back that over. Makes so much sense. Like, yeah. and that is so Andy to give us that Easter egg of like 
oh, so if it's candy that left, then right <laughs> legally we could have Phaedra totally. back. Like, totally. I, I think that would be amazing. Mary to Madison just filmed the reunion. The season's almost done. The Traders is going to finish and airing hopefully she March. Wins. <laughs> right. Hopefully she wins. We're, we're team Phaedra over here. <laughs> and then the other thing to me is like, there are some stars from Married to Medicine that aren't really within the group anymore on okay. that show. I would love if they brought Quad over there because Quad would have this amazing run on Married to Medicine yeah. and then the group basically outcasted her this season. Okay. And she's like kind of, it's unclear if she's even like going to be back on the show. She went to the reunion, but she lives in Atlanta. She knows these women. She's a huge star. Put her on the Atlanta I'm obsessed slight with reboot. That. Especially yeah. as like, she can come in as a friend of Phaedra. Totally. And Phaedra would just be she doesn't have to come in as a friend. She'd just be a reinstated housewife. So yes. there's some star power there. Listen, Wait, I think we have our put cast. up on casting. So we have Kenya, I think we do too. Portia, Sheree, Cynthia. Cynthia. Sheree, Cynthia, yeah. Uh, Phaedra. Quad, quad. And then I think quad one and, new housewife. One new housewife, maybe. And, a, and like a friend maybe of. Maybe Quad something. and Marlo are friends of. Oh, okay. There we go. And then a new. And then I, I want one new. Yeah. yeah, one new. Okay, done. Call us, Andy. Of, we're lost <laughs> of Atlanta next season. Exactly. Okay, Abby. So, I mean, I said we could talk about the traders at the end, but I think we've been going for almost an hour. And, and I, we're, we, we have a new more. episode coming. To, <laughs> yeah, this is coming out tomorrow, but we're, we're recording this before we have the new episode. So, at some point, we'll talk about the traders. For sure. But this has been so much fun. So we have, much fun. Listen, I think that like there's this idea that like coming up, there's going to be a little bit of a dry spell on Bravo because we just have like Jersey and Dubai. But yeah, if we get some good season, like a really good season of Atlanta, a really good season of OC coming up, I can wait. We have Summer House. Wait. We have Summer House coming in a couple weeks. So yeah. we're, we're still being fed. We're, we're still, still being, being fed. fed. And hopefully we'll yeah. get like maybe a new girl strip announcement now that all the stuff yes, happened with that. the last one. We need would love that. Maybe. That's why we should pitch our legacy and new New York. Oh, there we go. Trip. Okay. We have we have our pitch meeting yep. deck ready to go. Perfect. Okay. Call us. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Abby, what what can you plug? Where can people find you on socials? What do your plugs before we sign off? Yeah, on TikTok, I'm Abs Bond doing my flow charts and all things yes. reality TV. Um, Instagram, full name at Abby Bonities. And I'm also threading my daily thoughts as well. Um, Fred's fan. Fred's fan, big time. So find me there too, and we can chat, voice note, all the things. And hopefully, we'll do this again soon. We absolutely will. Abby, it's been a pleasure. So much fun. And we'll chat again soon. Yay. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and keep up with all things Gabbing with Gib at Gabbing with Gib on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gib is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.